What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Restrictions on crowd sizes have even reached the strip. Unfortunately, we had to shut down the strip in Las Vegas. Right now, we're seeing these casinos shut down coast to coast. When Las Vegas went dark during the pandemic, our screens lit up. For lockdown consumers, a new range of apps made betting, gaming, and even investing easier than ever. My friends personally use sports betting or investing, any way they can make a quick buck. Oh, we need to miss. You bet a lot. Yes. You bet often. I do, almost every day. For a generation raised on smartphones and influenced by social media. Yo, I'll show you exactly how I did this. You can become a millionaire without doing any research. Some apps have encouraged more daring attitudes towards money. You open it up every single day and you're like, oh my God, I just made 700 more dollars. People are saying you could be a millionaire. It doesn't feel like real money, just because it's so easy. It's almost the same thing as going shopping online. With the explosion in online betting and investing apps, is business simply giving us what we want? You can bet on the games you want anytime you want. Or turning us into a generation of gamblers. It's just a vicious cycle of you earn money and then you throw it away. There's definitely harms going on. Definitely, without a doubt in your mind. Yeah, absolutely. I'm Melissa Lee, and this is Generation Gamble, a special CNBC podcast. Act one, all in. Two on one. Sports have been my biggest passion since I was probably six or seven. Blue Jays, Phils. (laughs) My name's Anthony DeBundo. I'm 22 years old. How do you get hurt not making the same? I always used to read the morning paper, just turn to the sports section and just like study the stats. Anthony DeBundo describes himself as a sports nut and he has the apps to prove it. Can you show me your phone? What's on your phone? Yeah, so I have the MLB app, which is always on my phone in the bottom corner, especially during the season. Action Network app, we got FanDuel Sports, DraftKings, FootMob, InfoGoal with Yahoo as well. Watch ESPN app, MLB Ballpark app. FanTrax is my fantasy baseball app. As long as he's got his phone, Anthony can instantly get in on the action. Right now, it's Premier League soccer. The game I'm on actually is Chelsea against... West Ham United. And so I will then go into the app and I will place a bet to win $50, place the bet, it goes in, I'm in. That literally took five seconds. Yeah. I spend a good amount of time uh, each week studying lines, studying matchups, looking at advanced analytics to try to figure out how I'm going to kind of bet a game. So you definitely think of this as more skill than luck. Oh, 100%. Oh, God, here it comes. So how do you make out on that bet? Final score here, West Ham nil, Chelsea walk. I made money on that, made 50 bucks on that, but I lost my other bet that day, so I ended up being washed. For Anthony and his generation, the legalization of online sports betting has been a game changer, with top-rated apps like DraftKings and FanDuel now at their fingertips. Nine-point win for the Bears! The Syracuse grads even parlayed his hobby into a gig with the Action Network. Both attacks really impressed me. A sports analysis site for bettors. So you can look at all of my action. So 3.1 thousand bets. Yep, he's racked up more than 3,000 bets in three years. What do you like about gambling? It's a rush. It's a challenge. 
During lockdown, an entire nation went looking for a rush. In 2020, sports betting and iGaming, like poker and slots, reached more than $1.5 billion each in revenue. And in the first six months of 2021 alone, both categories had already blown by those earlier levels. iGaming hit more than $1.6 billion, and sports betting approached $1.9 billion in revenue. What's more, these days you can wager on practically anything, from when you'll be able to buy a Tesla with Bitcoin, to the weather, and for Anthony DeBundo, politics. Y'all know you can own this election. So, like, predict it. This is a website. You can literally bet on anything political. win today? Got in early on Biden, before he was the nominee. My fellow Americans. And how much did you win? Uh, a little under $1,000. Under $1,000? Yeah, a little bit. For most people, gambling is simply entertainment, a game of chance with the potential for a windfall. And now trading is too. Instead of investing for the long haul, it's all about fast fortunes, especially among a younger crowd. You get hungry for it, like you start seeing how fast you can make money. So you wanna like keep making it. I'm just kind of like hoping on it, almost as a lottery. So I've been checking it like daily to see if it goes up or not. For years, the retail trading app Robinhood has been spearheading a growing financial revolution, pioneering commission-free trades. But Robinhood really took off during quarantine, when more than 10 million new users pounced on it. And revenues rocketed from more than $277 million in 2019 to nearly $959 million in 2020. It was the first in a flurry of new financial apps that novice investors embraced. So I didn't expect to go into this making like millions of dollars right off the bat. Julia Arpino was one of them. I was hoping to kind of have at least some savings in there. During the pandemic, the 23-year-old biology grad student and part-time zoo worker downloaded the investing app Weeble. Like many in her generation, she's demonstrating a more aggressive attitude about money and how to make it. How easy is the app? It's very easy. So give me a company. Tesla. Tesla. You just put in Tesla. Ready? Look. Yeah. Trade. I'm not going to buy it. But trade, it's already all set. I feel like people my age just want everything now. Dan Bolanos is Julia's boyfriend and an avid online trader. He learned about investing from his father, Ivan, but uses different tools. The kids, they got their own mind. You know, sometimes they, they, they know everything. I started off with Robinhood because it, was, it had a simple interface. I told him that you have to be very careful. In early 2021, Julia and Dan got caught up in the GameStop saga. The David and Goliath story of the struggling video game retailer. Never seen anything like it. That sent investors into a buying frenzy. GameStop has now doubled. The craziest I think I've ever seen. It was extraordinary to say the least. The first trade I made with it, I did make like $200 off it. In a matter of weeks, the stock went from double digits to triple and back down again. The roller coaster spurred on by enthusiastic social media communities. Did it make you feel more confident that you weren't the only one in GameStop, that there was a whole Reddit army mm -hmm. behind the stock as well? Yeah, 100%. I think there was like a little bit of that camaraderie when you saw all the comments and all the Reddit stuff saying like, oh my gosh, we're all in this together, like diamond hands, hold your sock. And then it just tanked. And then I kind of freaked out. I'm like, I don't want to lose any more money than I had lost. What we're seeing in retail investing is completely unlike anything we've seen before. 
Khalil Philander is a Washington State University professor who's completed one of the first surveys looking at the connection between online investing and gambling behaviors. He gave us a preview of what he found among 400 retail investors. People are starting to develop habits and very risky habits. One of the questions was, in 2021, have you owned GameStop, AMC, or Dogecoin? 51% of people owned at least one of those things, which totally blew my mind that that number was so high. Celebrating an IPO today at the NASDAQ, it is Robinhood. On July 29, 2021, the day of its IPO, Robinhood was valued at $32 billion. Yet only a month before, the company was fined nearly $70 million by regulators for causing users widespread and significant harm over the past few years. And it's facing more legal battles and regulatory reviews. And this isn't the case for every single platform, but certainly some, in my opinion, have crossed the line into encouraging people to take on excessive risk. We reached out to Robinhood and several other investing platforms. They all declined to be interviewed. Remember, trading is only one way people have been taking risks online. Sports bettors see an open field of endless possibilities. The market doesn't joke around, so why would you? Get serious. Choose Tasty Trade. Tasty Trade gives you the tools you need to make smarter moves. Dig into data with advanced charting, track profit accurately with order chain trackers, see risk clearly with curve analysis, and trade with low capped commissions, stocks, options, futures, and more. All on one platform. No wonder serious traders choose Tasty Trade. Join the club, genius. Tasty Trading is a registered broker dealer and member of FINRA and SIPC. Wouldn't it be great to have all your investment and retirement accounts in one place? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, makes it easy. I use it to put my investment account and 401k accounts into one hub and get expert tips that help me confidently manage my money. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or are looking for that extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination, producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. Securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors, and it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. That's yahoofinance.com. Act two, hey, better, better. We've been waiting for this moment. It's been a long time. It's a dream of every entrepreneur. Please join on stage behind the podium. Ringing the bell at the NASDAQ, it's a milestone for any company and represents countless hours of blood, sweat, and tears. This is DraftKings. Torrents of new customers hungry for excitement and risk have embraced mobile sports betting apps like DraftKings with a passion. I think our core audience is what we call skin-in-the-game fans. Matt Kalish is the president of DraftKings North America, which has racked up more than 16 million registered users across its fantasy, sports betting, and casino game products. Who is the typical better, and has that changed over time at all? It's definitely like become more and more casual over the years. A lot of our customers will bet things like 25 cents and really feel like that excitement. 25 cents? 
Yeah, our most popular price point in fantasy is 25 cents. Are you a big better, by the way? I'm just curious if you, if you like. I do, very much. I think of the three of us between Jason, Paul, and I, uh, I'm probably the closest to the core customer, I would say, in terms of my hobbies. DraftKings was founded by Matt, Jason Robbins, and Paul Lieberman a decade ago. At the time, they were all co-workers at Vistaprint. Were you guys like running the office pool or <laughs> doing daily fantasy sports together? How did, how did the idea actually come about? Jason and I played the softball league. We were playing fantasy leagues. The idea of DraftKings as a daily fantasy sports site came up. And the concept was, what if you could draft every day? You know, it's everyone's favorite part of fantasy is the draft. Did you think someday online sports betting will be legal? We thought that the fantasy business was going to be large. There's really no like, line of sight to sports betting for years after we launched DraftKings in 2012. Back in 1992, Congress had banned sports betting nationwide, with only a few exceptions, pushing the activity into the shadows. Now to a big decision that has big money ramifications. But the Supreme Court struck down that ban in 2018, leaving it up to the states to decide whether to legalize. The floodgates were open. New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy seized the opportunity. I'm gonna walk back and make those two bets, the first two legal sports bets in the history of the state. By September 15, 2021, sports betting was allowed in 26 states, mobile betting in 16 of them. The online market is expected to be worth $39 billion by 2033. You can see that growth in the onslaught of ads. You just choose your bet. Get exclusive 30 to 1 odds. Pick a sport, place a bet, boom. Go to dynamite. Online gambling, sports, and other internet wagering companies spent nearly $250 million on TV spots in the first six months of 2021, more than in the previous two years combined. And it's not just casinos and betting apps making money. Pro teams and media companies are in on the action, too. CNBC's parent company Comcast and NBC Universal are investors in FanDuel. NBC Universal is also an investor in PointsBet. In the TV ratings game, the edge goes to those who can keep fans tuned in. Putting some money on games that I didn't really have a stake in from a rooting perspective was really nice. And you really want to see them win because you're winning if they're winning. When you go to games, you can hear buzz, people talking about betting. Social media influencers feed the frenzy. It's not gambling advice, but I do have three picks. With best bets and big paydays, reinforcing the ecosystem that fans like Anthony DeBundo want to be a part of. Last year, the Tampa Bay Rays had like a miraculous World Series run, and I had the 25 to 1 bet on them to win. It was an emotional ride. It was fun. And I like almost became a Rays fan in a way where like I bought a hat. I was going to buy a jersey if they won. DraftKings co-founder Paul Lieberman sees that emotional ride firsthand at the company's headquarters in Boston. Paul's ahead of global product and technology. This is our network operations center. In the last minute, for example, there were 462 bets that were made on our sports book. And that will say now it's 482. It keeps on updating. You know, pre-Super Bowl, we'll get to tens of thousands per minute. Um, tens so, of thousands yeah, just before the Super Bowl? Just before the Super Bowl. Before the so game starts Before that the day. game starts that day. That kind of action took a nosedive when live sports went on hiatus as the pandemic hit. Total revenues at U.S. sports books fell by some 75% from the first quarter of 2020 to the second. DraftKings had to figure out how to feed the hunger for betting. 
We launched a lot of really great content with Drone Racing League and the UFC, um, have had really great adoption for mixed martial arts. Gambling has been attached to the spectatorship of competition for thousands of years. Professor Brett Abarbanel is a director of research at UNLV's International Gaming Institute. She says the kind of betting made so accessible by apps may be particularly concerning. One of the things that we found is that people don't think about money when they're gambling in the same way if it's not physically with them. So when they gamble with cash, they're much more aware of it. And when they gamble with, say, cashless payments, they think about it a little bit differently. And so it's something to be cautious of. There are some people who are concerned that with legalization and with such easy access to betting that it could create addicts. Maybe we won't see these addicts immediately, but years down the line. Well, we want to see zero harm from the product. DraftKings' Matt Kalish says the company has safeguards in place. There's a very high bar to even operate a sports betting product in the U.S., and DraftKings goes above and beyond what that, that already high bar is. Everything from deposit limits, time uh, limits on the site, income verification, lots of things that are in place. I think some critics would say, well, this implies that the customer knows that they have a problem. But if you're an addict, you don't have those self-controls. So is there anything in the process that will, will identify behaviors that may lead this person down that road? There's a team that's solely dedicated to responsible gaming, and if they indicate any kind of behavior that's not consistent with safe play, then they're putting restrictions on that aren't even requested by the customer. And that is a totally separate team that reports to our board of directors, like a church and state. DraftKings needs to stay in its A-game. DraftKings is buying Golden Nugget Online Gaming for more than $1.5 billion. As it enters new markets and attracts the kind of customers who want to bet on the next big thing. NFT volumes have exploded. Day trading a stock, trying to buy a crypto coin. People just really love predicting something, seeing if they're right, and standing the gain if, they, if they're right. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. CNBC has quick and easy to understand business news updates at the open midday and close every weekday. Markets, money, and more from Wall Street to Main Street. I'm CNBC's Jessica Ettinger. Follow and listen to CNBC Business News Updates wherever you get your podcasts. Act 3, David's Story. It's the day David Leong has been training for. Let's see how many miles these shoes last. A 100-mile race in the unforgiving California desert. You got this. Ready, set, go! There are no shortcuts here. He's learned the hard way. They can lead you down a path you never meant to be on. I am what you like to call a functional addict. So I was able to get good grades. I was able to stay on my sports teams. Nobody even knew I really even gambled. This is something I've n I never shared with really anybody. 
So you grew up here? Yeah, I grew up here in Tarzana 28 years. As a kid in the L.A. suburbs, David never met a sport he didn't like. Soccer, baseball, basketball, adventures with his twin brother, a loving home with parents John and Vivian. It was a happy family life. Yes. Normal. Normal. Very normal. Very normal. But even the closest families aren't immune to secrets. Do you remember the first bet you placed? I was in 10th grade. I was 16 years old. The site was called betonline.ag. And I think I deposited like $120. They give you like a 50% bonus. That was like the beginning of it all. David fell into the shadowy world of offshore gambling sites. Sports betting isn't legal in California. Soon he was slipping out of class to place bets on everything from NFL games to the French Open. His mom, Vivian, didn't suspect a thing. We were very close and he shared a lot with me. So I would have never expected to hear that he's gambling. And he started really young. Everybody's on their phone. And when they're watching sports on TV, you don't know that they're really thinking ahead a bet to place because all kids are watching sports. It's a very hidden, hidden addiction. As David got older, his wagers got bigger. By the time he went to college, he was doing everything he could to support his online betting habit. I used to work for LA Fitness as a janitor. I used to actually hold a sign. I used to work at a Halloween carnival. These are all hard jobs. These are all very hard jobs where you do learn like the hard earned value of a dollar. And yes, it did run through my mind. Like, why are you throwing away your hard earned money? Like you worked eight hours for this and you just threw it away in 30 minutes. It's an addiction. In just four years, David had gone from being a kid who loved sports to one of the estimated four million Americans with compulsive gambling disorder. And he did it with the click of a button. There have been a number of new patients I've seen who've never set foot inside a casino, who've never placed a bet with a lottery or gone to a horse track at all in person. Dr. Timothy Fong has treated gambling addiction for more than 20 years as a psychiatrist and co-director of UCLA's gambling studies program. The real question that we should be asking ourselves is what does it mean to have in our pockets essentially all of Las Vegas, Atlantic City, Macau, 24 hours a day at lightning speeds. We have a new potential source of gambling and that's the internet and we have to do more to understand it, prevent it and to stop people early on in their careers from developing gambling disorders. After college, David developed a cocaine addiction in addition to his sports betting, and the path ahead was only getting rockier. His life revolved around placing bets, and his debt was growing. So how much were you in the hole at this point? Oof. I must have been in the hole a lot of money, probably like 50 to 60K, and then probably like 10K from my just own savings, hard-earned money. Everything that I had earned, went to gambling. So fifty to $60,000 to mm -hmm. credit cards and yeah. loans. These sleazy, like 30% interest rate loans, things like that, just to get whatever money I could. So what do you think you'd do at that point? Oh, I was going to win, and I was just going to throw it back in to pay it off. I was going to win and then just pay off the loan. But one night, David couldn't outrun his losses anymore. 
I actually come home one night and I see these two credit card statements on the table. David kept calling me. They were open, so I knew my mom had read them. Then I finally got in touch with him and he's crying. I knew for a fact she knew I was gambling. And at that point, like my heart just sunk all the way into my stomach. He hit rock bottom. I can't imagine what was going through your mind. I was scared that he was gonna do something that he shouldn't, that would be harmful. I don't wanna say the words. You were afraid he was gonna take his life. Yes. I could tell you with certainty that I, I didn't wanna live. The only purpose for me to live was to pay off my debt so that if I did leave, my parents wouldn't have to deal with it. It was at that breaking point, David checked into one of the top gambling rehabs in the country, Beit Teshuva Residential Treatment Center in Los Angeles. How common is David's story? Oh, all, all time, uh, that's what we see. It's nonstop. We have so many people that are desperate for help. Yael Landa is the director of the gambling program here. In the beginning, we saw the traditional gambler, the casino goer, the card players. And I will say in the last between the five, seven years, we, we definitely see an influx of youngsters ages between 18 to 35 uh, that are heavily engaged in online sports betting or even online, uh, online card playing. Now, they're also treating people addicted to day trading and cryptocurrency both of which boomed along with sports betting when people were stuck at home during the pandemic. Dr. Fong sees warning signs, especially with the proliferation of trading apps. When I open up these apps, I see gambling. Exactly. It looks like gambling to you. Because it is gambling, because it's 24 hours, seven days a week. What about them is addictive? What I'm seeing certainly are the basic core elements of, of gambling, intermittent reinforcement gamification, large fonts, graphics, encouraging people to continue to persist in that behavior. It's exactly the same techniques that casinos use. So it's all there. And that constant access can come at a cost. David declared bankruptcy, and it took months of intensive therapy for him to find a way past his gambling addiction. He wants people to know there's nothing easy about easy money. I wanted to be cool, I wanted women, I wanted nice things, I wanted fast cars. So it doesn't necessarily have to be, because I had a shitty childhood or I had trauma or I was abused when I was younger, it was none of that. It was, it was thrill seeking, it was excitement, it was the allure, it was, you know, the big win. And you had access. And I had access. Act four, risk versus reward. The cautionary tales around sports betting and casino gambling are known, but those around trading are just being written. It can be a tricky path to navigate. I think at the end of the day, it comes down to kind of knowing yourself and knowing how you kind of take risks. And Julia Arpino seems willing to take some chances. It's on you to kind of realize like what you want to do with your money and how risky you want to be. You have to just be smart about kind of what you invest in. So what does your portfolio look like now? I believe I have a stock in Tesla. I have a stock in NEO. Oh, I did invest in Dogecoin, too. Do you realize that Dogecoin yeah. was started as a joke? Yes. Yes, that's why it's called Doge. It's after the, the meme after dog the guy. Dog. And you're in it. Yeah, why not? Sometimes, though, do you feel like it's not really real money? 
that you're using because it's so easy to do. You just get on your phone and go on an app just like anything else. That's definitely a real thing that, that I've felt sometimes. For Anthony DeBundo, it's made sports betting that much easier. Like if I had to go you know, give somebody $100 at the casino to go place a bet, that's a little bit different. It would feel different than just hitting, you know, one zero zero on my phone, hitting send and then send. As this generation changes the way we think about gambling, gaming and investing, the boundaries between them are being blurred and taking risks has become as easy as a tap on an app. I'm Melissa Lee. Thanks for joining me. Continue listening to part two of Generation Gamble, Influencers, Crypto and the Metaverse. The spirit of performance defines Acura, and now it's electric. Introducing the all-electric ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. While what powers their cars may change, the energy that makes Acura never will. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system and up to 313-mile range on a single charge and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is everything they said electric could never be. It was built with the driver in mind, just like Acura's been doing since the beginning. We could talk all day, but the only way to experience this electric performance is to drive it yourself. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com.